I want to welcome you to the Alan Smith Sunday School Podcast, coming to you on October 31st, Halloween night, uh, getting ready for November 1st, Sunday School. Uh, tonight, we want to uh, thank the Lord for all he's done, but we also want to reach out to the people that have lost power, that have needs from uh, the Hurricane Zeta that came through. We want you to reach out to Kathy and myself and let us know if there's anything we can do to help you. Uh, anything you need, any type of uh, services that we can help provide. Uh, we want you to know we love you. And with COVID-19 spiking, we know that this, there's been some changes. And we know that people are still sheltering in place. We are doing the same at, at times. And Lord, please uh, let everybody please wear their mask if they, if they need to tomorrow as we show up for Sunday school in the chapel. I want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, being with us throughout all of this COVID-19 2020 scare. And hopefully you'll join a Sunday school class soon if you're not already plugged into one. But if you are, we want to welcome you back to the Alan Smith Sunday school class. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and thank him for what he's already done. Dear Lord in heaven, we thank you for this day. And Lord, we just thank you for the blessings you do give us. Lord, we thank you for protecting us during the uh, Hurricane Zeta that came through. Lord, we, we know that you love us. Lord, we know that you uh, give your son for us. Lord, you protect us through this storm and even through the storms of life. Lord, you protect us through the COVID-19. And Lord, we continue to give you the glory and the honor that you so deserve. And Lord, we, we do sing praises for you, Lord, everywhere we go. Lord, help us to honor you with everything about us. Lord, help us to make you known, Lord, with uh, the people that we meet and greet. Lord, we do have a special heart tonight. We ask you to uh, Lord, be with our pastors, Lord, as they preach the gospel. Lord, we thank you for each and every one of them. Lord, each one brings something new to us, and we thank you for that. Lord, we ask you to be with uh, the doctors and nurses, Lord, as they're fighting another wave of COVID-19 spikes. And Lord, our country just seems to be in, in major trouble. And Lord, this coming Tuesday, Lord, we, we're going to vote for a president. So Lord, help us to honor you with casting the vote, Lord, for the best moral valued person, Lord, that we can find. Lord, there's, uh, we have problems in this United States, and Lord, we just ask for your blessings upon us, and Lord, not your wrath. Lord, use us today to glorify your kingdom, and Lord, help us to honor you with everything about us. For it's in Christ's name we pray and do. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. So last week's lesson, we talked about God. He revealed through Isaiah that Babylon would eventually take Israel captive because of their sins. And thus, because of their sins of pride and rejection of God, God would judge Israel. But God, God would task Isaiah to bring words of comfort and words of hope for the redemption of Israel and the promise of redemption. And with the judgment of Babylon on the people of Israel, the penalty had been paid and they would have returned to their land after 70 years. So God actually last week gave them a timeline. And last week we ended... Uh, with God talking about how he was going to save them through through the uh, country of Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon. And this week, this week's lesson talks about God's plans and his plans of redemption of Israel and his plans of redemption for us. So if you will, just hold on as we read some of the Bible today. We're, we're actually in chapters, our study lesson is chapter 46, but we want to start in chapter 41. I just want you to know what the Bible says about uh, other things as we get into that. It's just too much information to lose and to, and to not read. 
So we're going to be in chapter 41. And before we get to that, what we know is that God's working out his plan. And his plan is through chosen individuals that he uses here on earth. God's plan never changes and nothing takes God by surprise. God's the God of living and God's always working. And God's not like the statues that we're going to read about in a little bit that needs to be carried around. So you see, God actually carries us through our walk in life. And if you have the issues right now, you can understand how God is carrying you through these walks of life. And we also know that God made us in his image and his likeness. That's in Genesis. And God has a, uh, a plan and is committed to do it. Isaiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. That's the New Living Translation. His plan is to save his people. And these are the ones who turn from their wicked ways and call upon the name of the Lord and make him the Lord of their lives. That hasn't changed. No one can come to the Father except through me, says John 14, 6. And this week's lesson, again, starts in chapter 46, uh, but we want to start in chapter 41. So if you will, turn your Bibles to Isaiah, and let's talk about chapters 41. We're going to read a little bit in uh, Isaiah 41, we're going to read 8 through 10, verses 13 and 17. And this is what he says. But you, Israel, are my servant. Jacob, whom I have chosen. The descendants of Abraham, my friend. You, whom I have taken from the end of the earth and called from its farthest regions. And said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and I have not cast you away. Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. Verse 13 says, For I, the, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. And verse 17 says this, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. So here in, in chapter 41, as we get ready to start chapter 42, is a little bit about our background there. God's telling Israel that through his prophet Isaiah, that Israel's going, uh, that that Israel, uh, wait a minute, God's telling Israel through his prophet Isaiah that Israel is God's servant through Jacob, whom he chose because of Abraham, whom he called my friend. He says, I am with you, Israel. I will uphold you. Fear not, I will help you. I will not forsake them. I am the God of Israel. So God's letting them know right now, I'm not forsaking you. There's not an idol out there. You don't have to carry me. I'm actually carrying you. Chapter 42, we'll start right there. Verses 1 through 9, there's so much information from 42 to 46. So I just want to paraphrase a bunch of this. Chapter 42, 1 through 9, there are other servants that God calls my servant. But this one is different. That's a capital one. This is the message. This is the Messiah spoken of here that he's talking about. And God's personal servant here. He was chosen by God and the Lord delights in him and he puts his spirit upon him. Verse 6 of this same chapter 42 says, I have called you in righteousness and I will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. So that can't be talking about Israel here. 
Verse 9 says, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. God's setting up his plans, and he declares them before they even come to pass. Isn't that what a true God does? Tells you the future. Chapter 43, 1 through 3. A little bit in that chapter we want to read, talk about. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So again, chapter 43, God's telling us that he brought Israel into existence. And since God created Israel, nothing could destroy it. Not even her wickedness. God would redeem her. God, he says, I called you by your name. So he names Israel in his timing. Verse 7 says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. Chapter 44, real short. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit of that. Not, not much, but just chapter 44. Verses 6, 8, 21, 22, and 24 talks about this. He says, God's blessings are on Israel. He is an unchanging God. We are not to fear because he will not forget us. Verse 6 says, Thus says the Lord King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Fear not, verse 8, do not be afraid. For I have not told, for I have not told you that from time and declared it. You are my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. So God's letting us know that he is the one that will not forget us. Chapter 45, and then we'll get ready for our real Sunday school lesson, tells us this. God uses his instruments or his servants to perform God's will as he chooses. God is God, and there's none other. That's verse 5. And God made the earth and its host of stars in heaven. That's verse 12. He's telling us what he's capable of and what we need to do. Verse 17 says, Israel shall be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed or disgraced forever and ever. And verse 22 through 25 says, all nations will worship the one true God of Israel. See, God will evaluate each one according to their works. Where did I get that? That's Romans 14, 11. So the Old Testament and New Testament are talking about and through each other. And this relates as an acknowledgement of Jesus Christ, that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2, 10 and 11. Not everyone will be saved. Physical descendants of Abraham will not be saved unless they have been justified, which means declared righteous by God. For this, I can only, for this can only be applied through Christ the Messiah. For us, this can only be applied through Christ the Messiah. And we are made righteous through the application of Christ's righteousness. To the one who believes, we must, that, that's what he's telling us. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Today, we're in chapter 46. And we're going to read very little of uh, 46, but we do want to understand how, how 46 came about and what God's talking to us about, here about. Verses 1 and 2, Baal, Baal bows down and Nebo stoops. Their idols were on beasts and on the cattle. Your carriages were heavily loaded, a burden to the weary beast. 
They stooped, they bowed down together. They could not deliver the burden, but have themselves gone into captivity. This is kind of like God laughing at what they're worshiping because God's telling them that, hey, your idols have bowed down and, and you've carried them off into exile. And I bowed to nobody and I carried you. In fact, this is what it tells. Isaiah is telling the idols have been taken captive. Cyrus had taken over Babylon and taken Babylon's gods, Baal or Baal, ever how you want to say it, and Nebo captive. And this we know because this is what this is what said the Bible says. And these idols, these gods, they've literally been put on a human's back and carried away. But verses three through seven, which is what our lesson talked about tonight, God says, "I gave birth to you." I carried you from the womb. I formed you. I called you by name. I carry you. You don't carry me. I am the one who provides for my people in their elder years. You don't, you don't, nor will you ever carry me. I will never change. Matthew 11, 28 through 30, Jesus said, think about this is what, as we're reading Isaiah. Jesus said this, come to me, all of you who are weary and, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. You see, Jesus promises us love, healing, and peace with God. We no longer have the burden of sin. We no longer have the burden of worry or weariness and death upon our own shoulders. He's taken that load from us. Many people today have an outward appearance of religion, just like the Israelites did back then during their day. What we need is true devotion to God. And verse 8 through 11 of this same chapter, chapter 46, continues on the same path. And I'm going to paraphrase this When God calls us to remembrance of the things he has done. God formed the earth. God destroyed mankind with the flood, saving Noah and his family and only the animals. God replenished the earth and called Abraham from the unrighteousness and made him righteous. God led the people out of bondage and into the promised land. God provided for physical victories spiritual victories. God gave us the Passover and the Lord's Supper for us to remember and reflect on God's provisions. And we can have confidence that God will finish what he started. You see, God loves us even though we're unlovable in so many ways. God will finish what he started. And we'll end with chapter, verses 12 and 13. We don't have to wonder, verses 12 and 13, I'm going to read those. Listen to me, you stubborn hearted who are far from righteousness. I bring my righteousness near. It shall not be far off. My salvation shall not linger. And I will place salvation in Zion or Israel, my glory. We don't have to wonder how to appease God or any of the gods, the little ones. We know how to please God. We know where to follow his will. And his will is this, to believe in the one he has sent, which is Jesus. John 6, 29. So, are you stubborn like the Israelites? Is God's righteousness far from you? 
Are you holding on to sin or heavy burdens in your life? When we, when we sin, we choose our own desire instead of God's, thus making ourselves our own God, which is idolatry. God will bring his righteousness on his own timeline. God's timing, not ours, as he determines. People can do nothing to save themselves. God tells us that. We sometimes may think God doesn't know our predicament. Or he doesn't understand where we are, but God does know. So we must learn to pray that we would turn from our sinful attitudes and turn back to him. God will restore his people who are faithful to his word, thus being restored to fellowship with God. Salvation comes at God's initiative by his mercy and his grace. And then I'm going to turn over to uh, Romans chapter 10. I want to read a little bit of that. Verses 8 through 13. And I want you to hear what he's saying. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will not be put to shame. Isaiah is telling us idols are nothing. And as we go through this lesson, we realize just how powerful God is, that we don't need to carry the burdens of this earth. We don't need to carry the burdens of our life. We don't need we need to give up our sin. We need to turn away from our wicked ways and turn to God with everything. So if you will, believe in God. If you have nothing else to do, believe in God. God never changes. Thank you for listening to this message. I hope you have a great day. I look forward to next week. In God's love.